from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's look towards some basketball. Speaking of Duke, mm-hmm. in a different sense, Hofstra at Duke basketball tonight. Duke basketball, one last tune-up before a game against number 6 Baylor. And it's against Hofstra tonight. First of all, let's just establish this, right? Uh, John Shire is the guy that followed Coach K, right? And and we talked to him about it at, at ACC tip-off. He kind of understands that his legacy at Duke is going to be the guy that followed J.J. Redick as a player and the guy that followed Coach K as a coach, and he's comfortable with that. But if you're looking for a difference between Coach K and John Shire, and there are many, here's one for you. He schedules aggressively in the non-conference schedule, right? Coach K would do like the Maui Classic. He he would do, you know, maybe a tournament to get a, a top 10 matchup. Duke chases top 10, top 20 matchups in, in the, uh, the non-conference under John Shire, which I respect. Uh, you probably aren't going to play Tyrese Proctor and Christian Reeves tonight against Hofstra, in part because it's Hofstra in part because you don't play Baylor for a long time, so you have more time to rest those those ankle injuries. Um, everyone else, though, I've, I've decided. I've settled. I've really struggled with what I want to see most out of this Duke basketball team. I now know exactly what it is. Aggression. I want to see edge. I want to see anger. I want to see them... Go to the, the the monitor to see if it was a flagrant foul. I don't want it to be a flagrant foul, but I want them to go to the monitor to check to see if it was a flagrant foul. That's what I've settled on. Edge is the thing that I think Duke has been missing this year. And it's something that, like, you know, again, speaking of the differences between Coach K and Shire, which is a conversation that is going to be had often, uh, I think Coach K very much understood it in recruiting, right? Duke's roster right now, is littered with five-star recruits, right? It's just uh, a conveyor belt of five stars and five stars and top 10 and top 20 recruits. Talent is not the issue. They didn't lose three games this year because they were less talented than the teams they faced. But who on their roster right now has the edge, has the the sandpaper, right? Let's start mixing our, our analogies here. Where's where's the the enforcer? Right, Because in college basketball, it's not just about recruiting you know, a talented player at each spot on the floor and building the highest-ranked recruiting class. If that were the case, we would be able to just look at recruiting classes and then uh, you know, win all of our bets. Right? If that were the case, I'd be really good at my bracket pool every single year because I can go back and see what they were ranked in high school and who jumps the highest and who's the tallest and who's the strongest. I can do that. Part of recruiting has to be about seeing the whole picture, right? Not just saying like, oh, we need a guard and we need a post and we need a wing and we need a rim protector and we need a shooter. And and it's not just mixing um, like very, very literal basketball skill sets. Part of it is also about recruiting the personalities that fit together and fill every role, right? Who's going to be the one that, that sets the tone physically? Who's going to be the one that uh, gets on people in the locker room? Who's going to be the one that fades into the background, right? Like, you need to think about that, too. You can't have, you know, nine cooks in the kitchen, right? Who's going to be comfortable 
uh, fading into the background a bit. Think of it like in the NBA when you see these super teams put together, right? You have LeBron, you have Wade, you have Bosh. You had to know that Bosh was willing to be like standing in the corner for a bunch of offensive possessions, shooting threes, even though he was a 20 and 10 guy in Toronto. You get LeBron, you get Kyrie, you get Kev Love. You had to know that Kev Love was going to be comfortable being a, you know, a distant third fiddle, even though he was a 20 and 10 guy with Minnesota. But you also need to know that somebody's going to be that that aggression. Who on Duke right now is the guy who, if the other team sets a hard screen, is going to run through that screen? I think that's one of the questions I need answered. And I'm not saying like getting a fist fight with a guy from Hofstra. Like let's 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 reel it in a little bit. Unless you're going to do it. <laughs> but you know. Who's going to try to dunk on somebody? Now, I'm not talking about like, oh, it's it was from the side, right? They were trying to chase down block, and I kind of got – I'm talking about somebody sets a hard screen on one of your guards, so the next time down, you put your shoulder down, and you try to jump over them and embarrass them. And even if you get fouled, you throw it off the back of the rim, and it goes up into the rafters in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Lands back past half court. That's what I want. And if they can't come up with that, it's going to be a long season, regardless of how talented they are, and they are significantly talented. It's going to be a long season. Another basketball game in the area tonight, uh, Tennessee Martin at NC State basketball. NC State basketball also has one more game to get ready for a big one. They have one more game to speed up to get everything ready because they're going to play number 12 Tennessee on Saturday, which you could argue is the biggest test on their non-conference schedule. But they're a little bit different, right? Because I'm not sitting here saying uh, it, it, it's it's you know they they need aggression or anything like that. I'm saying they need MJ Rice to get mixed in. MJ Rice played 10 minutes of great basketball for them their last time out. It also felt like a statement from MJ Rice, not necessarily to like oh a statement to my haters. I think I think it may have been a a statement to. The coaches saying, I'm ready. I'm healthy. You played me 10 minutes. I got six rebounds and 11 points. Trust me to play more. If that wasn't a statement to the coaching staff to trust him with more minutes moving forward, I don't know what is. So tonight they have Tennessee Martin. You'd hope you don't need MJ Rice to win that game. But you have number 12 Tennessee on Saturday. Like I said, it's the biggest test of your non-conference schedule, and I believe you'll need MJ Rice for that one. And everything we've said about NC State basketball this season from the preseason leading up till now applies to MJ Rice right now once he gets in the rotation. Everything we said about, oh, there's seven new faces, seven incoming transfers. It's going to take them a while to build chemistry. Everything we've said about DJ Burns is a unique person to play with because his style is a bit of a throwback and his size and, and everything else that goes along with it. Bit of a throwback. May take some getting used to. You probably didn't play with someone similar to DJ Burns on your AAU team. So, right, everybody else has been getting used to it. They've been playing all these games. MJ Rice has been watching. He needs a crash course to get caught up to speed with everybody else. Oh, so that's where O'Connell likes to catch the three. Oh, look at that. Morcel's going to dish it to me here. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look at that. When you throw the ball into D.J. Burns, you can't get caught watching the uh, 
the paint dry, right? You can't just sit there and go, oh, big guy's got the ball. This is going to be fun. Go set a screen. Move without the ball. Slash. He can pass. Yeah, he absolutely can. And and, and as we said before, uh, talking with Kevin Keats in the preseason, their, their coach, you know, not everyone comes into college knowing how to throw a post-entry pass anymore. It used to be something like, you know, if you were a perimeter player and you couldn't throw a post-entry pass, you weren't playing on your high school team. It doesn't exactly happen that way anymore. So figure out where DJ likes it in the post, the high post, the the short corner, all those things. Does he want the bounce pass? Does he want the lob? Does he put his hand up? Does he not? Like all of those things matter. So MJ Rice, tonight, the game against uh, uh, Tennessee Martin, to me, is, you know, every, yes, get the win. Yes, win by a bunch. Like, I hope that goes without saying. But it's a lot about getting MJ Rice up to speed so there's not, you know, unnecessary growing pains. There will be some growing pains for the next foreseeable future. But so there's less growing pains against Tennessee when you play them on Saturday. That's a big one. And, and right, you dropped a couple games earlier this year already. You, you, you want a resume booster? When a when a SEC top fifteen fifteen game, you know, before you get to the meat of your conference schedule, that helps a lot. Yeah, boost your profile. It's all about making the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, boost your profile. It's all about making the dance. Once you're in the dance, anything can happen. It's just survive in advance. NC State knows something about that, right? That they do. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com sometimes you have to to work work backwards okay uh okay let me explain the the logic or maybe a a goofier example uh right when the the regular season college football season ended Mm -hmm. uh and all of the quarterbacks were saying they were going into the portal i made the joke that you know it might be easier if just if you're not entering the portal you let us know and we assume all all quarterbacks (laughs) are going in the portal right you're working in reverse uh we can acknowledge that the Panthers need a bunch of change before next season. It might be easier to say what shouldn't be changed than yeah. saying what should be changed, right? It's much shorter list. It, so it's it's flipping it, right? It's it's that reverse logic. So I think we should do that. If we treat this season as essentially an audition, right? Because you're eliminated from the playoffs, uh, the interim coach. Really, if you just say everybody is on an audition. Who's keeping their part for next year? Or more importantly, who would you be excited about keeping their part for next year? Because I think a bunch of them will. You only have, what is it, five draft picks. There's only so much uh, free agency to go around. Six draft picks? Six draft Oh, you're right. I, I, One less than rounds is, <laughs> is how I was remembering it. I just did poor math in my head. Uh, 
but there's only so much free agency money to go around. So, so I think there's going to be a lot of guys, probably more than you'd be excited about, coming back in the same roles next year. But who are you excited about doing it? Bryce Young, Jonathan Mingo can't go anywhere. I kind of want to take them out of the picture, right? Like, are we, we'll talk about Bryce Young enough today. We don't have to go in and say, well, he's going to be back next year because he's going to be back next year. I'm kind of thinking of it like this. Okay. Look at a good NFL team, right? Top three seed in either division, something like that. San Francisco. That bad example because they're good at everything. That's right. Uh, let's pick like uh, like the Ravens or something like okay. that. Okay. The Ravens, um, just somebody that's in the mix up there. Who would be starting from this Panthers roster on a good like three or four seed in, in the NFL playoffs? Again, it's easier to say the ones that would be than the ones that, that wouldn't be. I think Derek Brown would. Yes, I'm about to say Derek Brown. Derek Brown's a beast. Mm-hmm. He's playing really, really well, and he's going to come with his hand out, and he's going to expect a big check. I think Brian Burns would, right? And and I'm not saying he would be the number one on all those teams, but you need two edge rushers, sometimes three, four edge rushers. He He's, he's playing a lot of minutes for just about every team in the league. Oh, yeah. Adam Thielen, I think he is as a wide receiver three in the slot. Three or four, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's, you know, reliable and all those things, but but in a different role than the one he's playing with the Panthers, I think he plays for a winner. Frankie Louvu, I think, plays for a winner. Yes, absolutely. I think his versatility allows him to fit into a, to a bunch of different spots. And then I think, depending on the team and the makeup and who they have, the safeties, Von Bell and Xavier Woods. Kind of end of list. That's that's a harsh truth right there. Now, who do I think has the potential to one day start for a good team and be dependent upon? There's some interesting answers there. I think J.C. Horn is there. Yeah, but he has to prove that that he can stay healthy, right? If I, if I'm if like right now, if the trade deadline hadn't passed and I'm a contender, I don't know if I'm trading for J.C. Horn because I'm going, well, one injury away, and like I kind of need somebody I know I can depend on if I'm playing deep into to January and February. Jeremy Chin, I think, can play on a good team. I think he's might be the most mismanaged player in the NFL this year. But if he if he gets paired with a defensive coordinator, a defensive mind that gets what he does, I think he can play on a very good team. He'd be someone I'd like we're talking about who would be excited to be back next year. If they keep Evero, I'm not excited for Jeremy Chin to come back. If if a fresh face comes in, I would be excited for Jeremy Chin to come back. Likewise. And then there's this other guy. Iki Aquanu. Hmm. At guard. I would be excited for him to come back at guard. Because then I'm I'm going, ooh, you might get some potential out of Oh, he's a run-blocking force. Let him bully some people. I th- he just gets lost sometimes out there on the edge. That's just about it. <laughs> and and that is part of the, the harsh reality of, of the Panthers this season. But if you're treating it like an audition, the good news is you still got a bunch of games to 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 show your face and, and to earn your spot. But as of right now, that's about the group that stands, right? As of right now, that's about the group of people that I think you, you would be excited to have back. Keep in mind, that's different than saying who's the core of your team that you want to build around. Right, saying, hey, I like Von Bell and Xavier Woods is not saying 
hey, if I have the opportunity to upgrade at safety, I'm not because they're cornerstone guys. Just because I think J.C. Horn, if he stays healthy, has the ability to to be a good corner doesn't mean that if if the right free agent opportunity to bring in a corner comes up, I'm not taking it. If you're if you are building around players, I think it's Derek Brown. End of list. Bryce Young, because you're forced to, based on how mm-hmm. much you investigated in or invested in him, not investigated, uh, how much you invested in him. I think I think that's it, because you can't build around Brian Burns until you get the commitment from him. Mm-hmm. And right now you don't have it. There's no pen to paper. You, I mean, you can franchise tag him, but I'm not building around a guy. I'm only guaranteed to have him here for a year. I think Derek Brown, you're going to have to work out a deal, but I think he's worth it. Yeah, because he's going into the final year of his rookie mm-hmm. deal or the, the fifth year option, I should say. And again, you again you have the franchise tag conversation. But they still. got the fifth year deal and then two more. I just think it's more likely that Derek Brown ends up with a long term deal than Brian Burns at this point because Brian Burns has had so many opportunities to sign and he hasn't. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the problem. I, I want this. The, you know, all of this. We wanted to put the. It's Christmas time. We'll put a nice bow on it. There you go. Wrap it up. This is going to be the challenge when it comes to hiring your next coach. They're going to look around and say, I have one and a half building blocks. They're going to look around and say, I've got seven guys I'm remotely excited about coming back on this roster. They're going to look at this and say, I don't even have a first-round pick to get a guy I love. There's two ways to solve it. Either get somebody who's not being pursued by other teams, which, by the way, Justin Herbert out for the year. Uh, if Brandon Staley survives, I'd be surprised that Chargers, that they're going to get the number one draft pick in the coaches' realm because they're going to be excited to play with Justin Herbert. Right? If, if the, the, the Panthers are going to be at the bottom of the list trying to sell a hope and a dream. Oh, we can pay you a lot. Great. It's better be a lot because this might be the last job I ever get after I, I build off of this roster. That's the challenge. That's whoever takes over. That's what they're going to be dealing with. 